You are listening to the English-language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Sunday, January the 28th, 2024. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. At this hour, we just heard a rocket alert for Kiryat Shmona in northern Israel. An Israeli delegation led by Mossad chief David Barnea has arrived in Paris for talks with mediators on a possible new hostage release deal. The Qatari prime minister, Egyptian intelligence chief and head of the CIA arrived in the French capital yesterday. Ahead of the talks, the New York Times reported that the sides are edging closer to an agreement in which Israel would suspend its war in Gaza for about two months in exchange for the release of more than 100 hostages. According to the report, the deal could be sealed in the next two weeks. U.S. officials cited in the report said that while there are still important disagreements to be worked out, negotiators are cautiously optimistic that a final accord is within reach. For a fifth day, dozens of activists from the so-called Sav 9 movement and family members of hostages blocked the Karim Shalom crossing for the passage of aid trucks into the Gaza Strip. A con reporter says the protesters circumvented police barricades that had been set up, reaching the crossing via fields and on foot. The protesters say no aid should be allowed into the Gaza Strip before the hostages are all returned. Thousands of people demonstrated last night in Tel Aviv, Jerusalem and Caesarea were the prime minister's private residences, demanding that the government immediately put forward a framework for the release of the hostages. 136 captives are held by Hamas in Gaza, some of them dead. Prime Minister Netanyahu has criticized the protests at Karim Shalom and other demonstrations on behalf of the hostages. Asked in a news conference last night about the protests, Netanyahu said no one has to incentivize him to work for the hostages' release. He said that while he understands the emotions of the families, as far as he can see, such protests only raise Hamas's demands and push off the goal that we all want, the return of all of our hostages. In the north, Israel Air Force fighter aircraft struck two Hezbollah military sites this morning in South Lebanon. The IDF spokesman also said artillery fire was directed this morning at several locations along the border to remove a threat. And a few minutes ago, as we heard, siren alerts were sounded in Kiryat Shmona. More than three months since the outbreak of the Israel-Hamas war, Israel and the United States reportedly believe that as much as 80 percent of Hamas's tunnel system beneath the Gaza Strip could still remain intact. The Wall Street Journal report, which cites Israeli and U.S. officials, notes that it is difficult to assess how much of the underground network has been destroyed by Israeli troops so far. According to the report, most of the damage to the tunnel system has been in the northern Gaza Strip. On day 114 of the war, the IDF spokesperson says Israel's forces are engaged in high-intensity fighting in Khan Yunus in the southern Gaza Strip, where troops from the 98th Division have been battling Hamas operatives. Meanwhile, in the northern Gaza Strip, IDF forces located and destroyed a tunnel network and killed several gunmen and seized weapons. In central Gaza, Israeli troops killed several gunmen in battles and directed a drone strike on a Hamas operative who was spotted nearby. 
The Hamas-run health ministry in the Gaza Strip says that the death toll of Palestinians in the enclave since the start of the war has topped 26,400. Those numbers have not been independently verified. A con reporter says images were published this morning of dozens of tents by displaced Palestinians have erected in the southern Gaza Strip, meters from the border with Egypt. The United Nations chief, Antonio Guterres, has implored nine countries who paused funding for the U.N.'s Palestinian refugee agency, UNRWA, following allegations some of the agency's personnel took part in Hamas's October 7th massacre to reverse their decision. Guterres said in a statement that of the 12 UNRWA staff against whom the allegations were raised, nine were fired, one has been confirmed dead, and the matters of two others are still being probed. Guterres said any U.N. employee involved in acts of terror will be held accountable, including through criminal prosecution. But he added that tens of thousands of men and women who work for UNRWA, many in some of the most dangerous situations for humanitarian workers, should not be penalized. The dire needs of the desperate populations they serve must be met. Finally, the Education Ministry has decided that in the wake of the October 7th atrocities perpetuated by Hamas terrorists on southern Israeli communities, high school students will this year not be required to be tested on the Holocaust section of the history matriculation exam, a section that normally is mandatory. The ministry said that after the October 7th attack, it received many inquiries from professionals and parents, noting that dealing with the Holocaust triggers emotional and mental distress among the students. The ministry noted that the material will still be included in the exam, but will not be mandatory. The weather outlook rains gathering strength overnight, accompanied by isolated thunderstorms, chance of flooding along the coast, local rain possible in the northern Negev. Tuesday and Wednesday will be extremely cold with intermittent rain, snow expected on northern peaks and possibly northern Samaria. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 10, Tel Aviv 16, Haifa 13, Beersheba 14, and in Eilat going up to 20 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page.